0: Welcome to Grass Talk Radio. This show is for people who play bluegrass music and anybody who might want to. The guard shut the iron door behind me. Howdy folks and welcome to Grass Talk Radio. We are now into the year 2018. So this is the first episode of the new year. And I think it's a good time to plan for the future. In the last episode I said it was a good time to reflect upon the past. Well, now we are we are in the future. It is a new year and while I'm still reflecting on the past, we've uh done a lot in the in the past year. 13,203 downloads, episode downloads since I began this last January, and that's pretty good. I, I have this thing where every year, I don't really do resolutions like most people. Uh, well, I, I might make one, or you know, I have done it in the past, but I, it didn't work out so good. What I tend to do at the start of a new year is lay out three new big projects that I would like to accomplish by the end of the year, or at least get rolling during the year. And I've been doing that for 10 years or so. And what you find on my website, all the videos I've done, all the books I've done, a whole lot of different things have been as a result of writing down, putting on paper those three things that I would like to accomplish. And I'll be honest, and I'll tell you, many times, most years, I have managed to fully accomplish one of the three and made you know, decent starts on the other two. And then it may be a couple of years down the road before I get fully motivated onto that, that. some of those ones that got partially done. This podcast is a good example of that. I actually sat down and devised, I wrote about a five-page outline of, well, notes, thoughts about this podcast idea. And I did that about four years ago. And I made some small steps towards it. But the biggest thing I had to do before I could do this was learn how to actually do this. I, I didn't know how to put a podcast out there in the world. I, I, at that time, like many people, thought that you put them on iTunes and Apple you know, distributed them. I, I didn't know anything at all about uh, developing a podcast. So it took me a little while to figure it out. And I do have it figured out now. some degree so that was one of my three for last year to start the podcast I did that and then to continue the podcast throughout the year and I've done that and with your help because if you weren't listening I would have stopped so it's like performing if you know if nobody shows up for your gig time after time after time pretty soon you'll probably just stay home and that's that's the way everyone is you you need feedback and i would consider this year a great success in terms of the podcast i hope that you believe that too and that i hope that it is useful to you but i have to tell you something i'm i'm sitting here now devising what am i going to do this year and one of the things i will do is to continue the podcast But every time I sit down to devise a new episode, I ask myself, who in the world am I even talking to? I'm not sure. I mean, right now I'm sitting, I've got this little shed, it's a 14, it's it's like 12 by, I don't know, maybe 12 by 14 shed out behind the house. And that's where I have all my recording gear presently set up. And I can look out the window and see the donkeys out there. And it's cold out here. It was down to 24 last night. It's really cold out here. And I ran the heater for half an hour. But it's still probably 50 degrees in here right now. And when I, I'm going to periodically stop and take a break and turn the heater on for a few minutes. But when I come out here and I'm talking into this microphone, I'm not really sure who you are. I mean... If you're listening right now, you're out there, but I don't know who you are. I don't know what instrument you play. I don't know how long you've been playing. I don't know where you live. I don't know what language you speak. You know, there, There's all sorts of things I don't know about you, and I want to know who you are. If you're listening to this, I'm asking you to do a specific thing for me. I have devised a poll and if you go to Grasstalkradio.com, you know, don't go to iTunes and Stitcher and all that. Just go to the website for this show, Grasstalkradio.com, right at the top of the very first page, you're going to see a a banner that I put together that says, Help Me to Help You. And if you click on that, it's going to take you over to a little poll that I'm taking. It's five questions. It will take you less than a minute to do. It's just going to ask you, you know, basically, who are you? It's all anonymous. You're not actually going to identify yourself or anything. It's going to, the first question, I think, I'm not looking at the computer right now, but it's what instrument do you play? And I list a whole bunch of them. I list all the standard bluegrass instruments and then some other ones that are kind of associated with it, like dulcimer and harmonica that have popped up on some, you know, popped up on some bluegrass recordings over the years. But basically, I want to know what you play, because if I get a hundred responses to the survey and there's not one single bass player on there, then I probably won't do an episode devoted to bass players. If it's 90% mandolin players, then I'll do more mandolin stuff. If there's some banjo, you know, whatever. So I need you to tell me, what do you play? And if it's within my ball of wax, uh, you know, things that I know how to do or have something to share with you, you know, I'll try to cover the things that... In other words, I want to tailor this to you. So I ask, you know, what do you play? Where in the world do you live? And it's not like, what is your street address? It's like, what continent do you live on? How long have you been playing? Because that's important. Because, you know, some of the episodes I've done, like um, how to operate a PA system, that's not for the person that's been playing three months. So tell me how long you've been playing. You'll you'll see all the questions there. It's only five questions. It is the listener survey or listener poll. So go to grasstalkradio.com. It's going to be right up there at the top. Now, for future listeners, this is the year, this is January 2018, and I'm going to run this thing for maybe three months, so if you're listening to this in future years, the the poll may have closed. Uh, I still invite you to come to the website, but this is a very current thing, I'm telling you. Okay, now I want to get into the topic for today. I call this episode timeless advice because there are some things in life that just don't change. We humans have been knocking around on this planet for a long time, you know, depending upon what your beliefs of history are, uh, you know, and where we came from, where humans came from. I'm not going to get into all that. I would love to sometime, but not on this podcast. The point is we've been knocking around on this planet for a long time. And there are certain timeless truths that um, are hard to refute. You can refute them, but they're hard to disprove. So I want to lay some timeless advice on you. And here's where it came from. My son is getting into all kinds of music and stuff. And he's just digging through all my old music books and He's just really exploring the world of music right now. Not really bluegrass, but... So I watch him do this. And he pulls a book that I, I bought at a thrift shop or a used book shop or something. I bought it about 15 years ago. Let me. I'm going to rustle some papers here from time to time. I bought this book. And it's called The Organ. By John Stainer I love this let me just read the whole title. The Organ by John Stainer a new edition critically revised with numerous addenda and adapted to the requirements of both pneumatic and electric actions by F. Flaxington Harker. It's published by G Schirmer, Incorporated, New York, and the copyright is nineteen oh nine nine it's an old book i bought it for my mother because i might have mentioned at some point in the past in the podcast that my mother was a an organist piano teacher piano player and church organist and I, i said one time that we used to have to always go to both services the early and the late because mom had to be there for both but i could attend one service and hide in the balcony for the other one and I watched I sat on the floor drawing cartoons and stuff watching my mother play the organ well the reason I bought this book is because I saw it it's a book all about the organ and I bought it for my mother I gave it to my mother and when she died back a few years ago I got the book back so Jackson found the book and he's digging through the book and it was laying on the piano, and I walked over and opened it up. I hadn't looked at it in a long time. And in it, it says, preface to the original edition. This is in the front part of the book. And I was just sitting there. I was eating breakfast, and I was just reading this preface to this organ book. And I read it. And the the paragraph is this very flowery, turn-of-the-century type of language which i dearly love but today you don't hear it a lot that style of writing and speaking and as i read it i said this is exactly what i have said so what i want to do for you is read you two passages the first is from my book now remember when i wrote what i'm about to read to you i hadn't read this organ book But I wrote down, this is in my book, Mandolin Training Camp. Which, let me see, when did I do that? I did that in 2005. I wrote Mandolin Training Camp in 2005. It's a book of, well, the first third is just advice and thoughts and philosophy and all kind of stuff. And then the the final two thirds are a series of exercises to improve all of your playing. Because, you know, a lot of people practice songs they practice tunes they and they get really good at those tunes but the tunes don't cover every possibility of fingering whereas a series of exercises really puts you through the paces it forces you to go places that you wouldn't normally go in a tune anyway all that aside i'll put a link on the show notes page to mandolin training camp for those who are curious about it but in 2005 i sat down and i wrote this and I want to read to you, then I want to read to you the preface from the organ book. So here we are, page 14, the heading, Why Some People Advance and Some Lag Behind. And I said this, Here is a good opportunity for me to make a point about one of the things that keeps a lot of potentially great players from advancing. When faced with something that is difficult to do, which of the following do you tend to do? A. Try it, and then move on without mastering it. B. Work on it until you have mastered it. The large majority of players tend to do A, and the better players are in the B category. You may counter that some things are easier for some people than others, and this is true to an extent, but keep in mind that if you practice something to the point where you can do it pretty good, you will develop into a pretty good player. If you practice something until you can do it dang good, you will develop into a dang good player. Same goes for categories of not worth a hoot, fair to middling, average, and totally awesome. You're not going to become a totally awesome player if the standard you strive towards during practice sessions is, quote, pretty good. I'll stop there. That's on page 14 of Mandolin Training Camp. So what I was saying there is, there are two types of people. There are people that try things and don't master it and move on. And there are people that try things and work on it until they master it. So now, let me switch gears and go to the 1909, The Organ by John Staner. I'm just going to read you this paragraph. I love the way this is written, and you have to really concentrate to read this kind of stuff, and follow along. I'm going to try to deliver it so that it is discernible. Here we go. There are two ways in which time may be devoted to the practice of a musical instrument. The first and most common is to avoid the difficulties which present themselves and to be content with mastering just so much of the art of playing as will afford a little amusement. The other is to face at once the special difficulties of the instrument and persevere until they are surmounted. I'm going to read that whole thing one more time a little quicker. There are two ways in which time may be devoted to the practice of a musical instrument. The first and most common is to avoid the difficulties which present themselves and to be content with mastering just so much of the art of playing as will afford a little amusement. The other is to face at once the special difficulties of the instrument and persevere until they are surmounted. That is exactly what I was saying in Madeline Training Camp. It's timeless advice. You're either going to do it, apply yourself to the task, and accomplish it, or you're not. And this goes back to episode two. And here we are in the new year. Let's go back to episode two. The Ugly Truth. A lot of people listen to that. And you know, probably a lot of people didn't like to hear it. I'm sorry about that. It is the truth. You're going to do one of those two things. You will either apply yourself and accomplish it. Or you will not. Go back. Listen to episode two. The Ugly Truth. And I, I have to say that I went back and listened to a couple of the very early episodes. and. I have to say that I think the podcast has improved somewhat since those days. Anyway, timeless advice. Now, let me read you one other quote. And I also want to recommend a book, a book that I didn't write. And I say that for that guy who left me the uh, iTunes review saying that my show was a long-winded commercial for my own products. I've talked about that a couple times. I have no shame in in recommending my own products when I feel like they could help you. But anyway, I'm sure that guy has moved along by now. But I want to tell you about a book and a couple of videos. And if you go to the show notes, go to Grasstalkradio.com and go down to this episode, episode 50. Click that and you'll be on the show notes page for today's episode I'll have a link to the listener survey I talked about earlier. I might even scan that timeless advice out of that organ book and put it on there. I'm not sure if I'll go to a lot of trouble. But on that page, I'm going to include two videos. And before I got into the podcast, the audio podcast, I had tinkered around with the exact same idea, but I was going to do it with video. And I shot some stuff. I started and I started a series on my YouTube channel called Better Playing in Five Minutes. And I think I did six episodes, six videos in that series. And then I kind of wound it up and I thought, this is way too much work. You got to be concerned about how you look. I shot stuff and then I would reshoot it and reshoot it. And I'm like, I look like an idiot in this. It was a big hassle and the files for video were huge and the upload time and the rendering time and all this stuff. And I thought, you know what? I could, I could just tell people about this. I don't need to show it to them. And that got me shifted over towards doing the podcast. But those videos are still up there on my YouTube channel. I'll put a link on the show notes page to my YouTube channel if you haven't seen them already. And so you can, if you... You know how it is when you listen to radio and you listen to somebody for a long time, you don't know what they look like. Well, if you want to see what I look like, go over and and take a look at these videos that I'm going to embed on the show notes page. And they are two videos I did recommending books. And the first one are books, five books that I suggest for every bluegrass musician. And then it, it, I, I really couldn't get through it all. So I did five more and that's, video 2. I think they're number 5 and 6. Anyway, the links are up there. One of the books that I discussed in there is a book called Zen Guitar. And I love this book. I found it at a bookstore one time and it seemed interesting and I started reading it and it it I was just amazed that this book it says Zen Guitar, but it ought to say Zen anything i don't care if it's guitar mandolin flint napping homebrewing uh chicken raising um, running i mean you, you just plug in anything he wrote it zen guitar but it could be zen mandolin it could be zen nose flute if you were to take the book And do a search and replace on it. And just take out the word guitar. And put in the word mandolin. It's the greatest mandolin book ever written. Better than mine. (laughs) Anyway. I love this book. By Philip Sudo. It's called Zen Guitar. You should get yourself a copy of it. He passed away a few years ago. And I would say. Before he left this old world. He left us a real gift here. And To the guy who left me the message saying that my podcast is just a big plug for my own products, I give him this. I recommend that you buy Zen Guitar. It is a beautiful book. But I want to read something. Because I'm talking about this timeless advice of there are two types of people. One who will only get so far for their own amusement and the other that will tackle the specific difficulties of their instrument, whatever that said. And I found a quote, I opened it up on page 39 of Zen Guitar, and he starts various chapters with a quote, a very common thing to do writing a book. Put a little, a quote from a famous musician at the head of the chapter, and it's a chapter called Practice. And there's a quote there. By a guy you've all heard of. I'll mention his name after I say what he said. Here's the quote. It takes a lot of devotion and work. Or maybe I should say play. Because if you love it, that's what it amounts to. I haven't found any shortcuts. And I've been looking for a long time. Chet atkins probably certainly one of the top 10 guitarists of all time chet atkins <laughs> i haven't found any shortcuts but i've been looking for a long time he's saying the same thing there aren't shortcuts yeah there are little tricks there there is knowledge you can little things you can pick up that'll make things easier there is no shortcut to getting your hands dirty and practicing. My son picked up the Earl Scruggs banjo book the other day. I had laid it out on the music uh, on the music rack of the piano. He was fiddling around the piano and it's the only banjo book that I own that has banjo tunes written out in standard notation and he can read standard notation. Taught himself how to read it. And I said, Here, that uh I forget what he called it, some some style of bass. Alberti bass perhaps? do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do thing. He was working on that on the piano. And I said, that sounds exactly like a banjo tune. And I put the book in front of him. I said, play this. And I pointed to the standard music notation that's in the old classic 1968 Earl Scruggs and the Five-String Banjo book. And he was fiddling around reading that standard notation. Probably the first person in history ever to do so. But after he was messing around and he came over to me and he said Is what does he mean by this? And there's a little exercise in there. It's a little one measure exercise like play tong 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 and it said one thousand times. And he's like, Is is he serious? More or less. I, I should interview him to to get Jackson's actual words, but He was mystified by you're supposed to repeat that. It had repeat signs and it said 1,000 times. And you know what? Honest to God, that is the difference between those in that first category and the second category that all these quotes are referring to. The people who will do the 1,000 repetitions, they'll be able to play. But the person that does a dozen, does, you know, 10 today, 20 tomorrow, and gets bored, turns on the TV, goes to YouTube. You know, you know all the distractions that are in the world. If you get distracted easily, the the chance of achieving what you're capable of is greatly diminished. So I'm going to suggest a few things. Throw away your TV, turn off your internet, put that dadgum iPhone down. There ain't an app for it. I get so tired of hearing, hey, you get the app, you get the app. There's no app for this. It's called practice and it's called hard work. (laughs) This is sounding a lot like the ugly truth episode. And I hate to depress you at the start of the year, but I got some good stuff coming up. Y'all hang around. I got good stuff coming for this year. I can't reveal some of it because it's not nailed down yet, but it's coming. Anyway. Let me say a couple things and close this out. I'm going to just end this. I it's too cold out here. I'm about to actually shiver and I need to turn that heater on. Spring's coming, so I'll have some longer episodes. Look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the question, do you really want to learn to play? Most people say yes. Then ask yourself Am I willing to do the work required? Then it's going to go down to 50-50. Half will, half won't. Some will say yes, but they don't mean it. There's a lot of people shy away from hard work. And playing music well is a lot of work. Certainly the practice side of it is a lot of work. Once you've done all that practice, the playing is easy. But the practice is never easy. It's work. It's drudgery. It's monotonous. It drives your family insane. I I have a joke on my banjo, on my free banjo lessons website. There's a link down at the bottom somewhere on there. And it says, uh, you know, don't forget about your friends and family. Click here and you click it. And I I have a Google search come up for earplugs in bulk. It's not fun for your family. Just remember, the work is worth it in the end. Put the time in. Become good at what you're doing. Don't sit there and say, well, I just want to play for, I just want to, I just want to play along. What? Anybody, any, pardon, any idiot can play along. Badly. Don't be that person. Get with it. It's the start of a new year. Make yourself a plan. And really work hard. And this time next year, you're going to look back and say, whew, that was a lot of work, but it was worth it. Anyway, it's too cold out here. I'm going to stop this episode here. I invite all of you to my website, BradleyLaird.com, for all those free lessons and the blog. i got a ton of blog posts. There's all kind of stuff on there for free. And then if you want to get serious about it, go over and check out some of my video lessons and books. And you know where to find that stuff. Just go to BradleyLaird.com and browse around. And as a final reminder, please you are listening right now i want to know about you so go do the listener survey go to grasstalkradio.com and right up there at the top in your face at least for the first three months of 2018 is this poll so you can tell me about yourself and also after you've done that if there's some specific things you want addressed send me an email i put the link right there send me an email i don't mind getting emails i, I want to hear from you so write to me, tell me what you want, and I'll just keep on doing this. And finally, before I go, thank you to everyone who has purchased any of my products or became became a Grass Talk Radio supporter. I really appreciate it. Got one the other day, five bucks. I think it was two days ago. And you know, I was just sitting there and opened my email somebody paypal blah blah blah, sent me five bucks i click it grass talk radio supporter like thank you sent the lady an email just saying thanks so anyway i want to keep doing this y'all help me out and i'll try to help you out talk to you in the next episode